None of them I have seen. I've been a very busy boy. Uh, Such as uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 and The Lego Movie 2 and Garfield... How to Train Your Dragon 3 is out? It is. And don't interrupt me. (laughs) And Garfield on Ice. And... (laughs) Alright. I mean, I can't Uh, say Lego Movie 2 is quite good. Also, there's Dave the Barbarian goes to New York and also kills some people. Is that the whole title? Uh, no, there's a subtitle, but it's 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 a little long. Um, so Laura can interrupt you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. I'm peeved. I'm peeved I with have you, more Gavin. Podcast you do, Gavin. So, what animated movie should I see first, guys? I mean, Garfield on Ice, I think. Okay. Explain. Fucking Garfield, man. I don't know. He's on ice. How can you get any better? You get some fucking frozen lasagna and you're all ready to go. See, I can't I can't argue with that. One problem is my one free day is on Monday, and there's no way they're getting Garfield on that ice on Monday. I'm gonna get the ice ready. I gotta say, yeah. being able to see Gavin's stone cold face makes me feel a lot worse. <laughs> He's not responding to anything we're saying. He's staring straight ahead. The lights are on, but no one's home. He's all software. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gavin. You know, Laura, if you listen really closely, you can hear the Windows shutdown uh, tone uh, coming out of his ears. Well, yeah. Gavin, you got anything to add to this cool cold open? I was told not to interrupt. (laughs) 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 Apparently, Uh, this isn't a conversation. This is the Nick Talk Show. Welcome to Storyboard. Hi, uh, that's Laura, that's Nick, and I'm Salty. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gavin. I'm sorry, Gavin. It's a goddamn conversation. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Anyways. I'm sorry. I just... I just genuinely don't like you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well... I hope you had fun while it lasted, folks. Yeah, we don't actually hang out in real life. We do this podcast together, but we actually fucking hate each other mm-hmm. so damn much. I've never once been in a room with either of these, not the least of which Gavin. Oh, yeah, she's uh, in the same room with me this time. 
we haven't recorded at least half of our previous episodes in the same room, all three of us. I mean, like, she's never been in this room before. Oh, this is new. This is nice. Yeah, it's this got is... sound padding and a nice microphone and a fire alarm. Yeah, this is a um, this is a recording studio that I get at my university, and I rent it out. Well, I'm in my grandma's closet. Yeah, how's that? It's nice. It is much better than the um, coffin-sized wardrobe I'm normally in. <laughs> so, I don't feel like I'm dead. Uh-huh. Someday you're going to be buried in that coffin-sized wardrobe. <laughs> I think everyone should have a coffin-sized wardrobe, especially at college, because, well, I mean, the joke writes itself at this point. <laughs> you just you just come home some days, and you're like, well, good night. You just lock yourself in there. Well, good night. I'm done with this mortal coil. Let's go. This is my will. I uh, typed that up, left it on the bench. Uh, funeral's on Tuesday. I would like you to play um, Space Jam. Yeah, the funeral. <laughs> because who the fuck doesn't want Space Jam at their funeral? I want y'all to dunk my coffin into the ground. Get Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's what we do a- with a lot of them. Get Mike. No, 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 no. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Get Michael Jordan. Get Bugs Bunny. Get the (laughs) Monstars. And I want them to all simultaneously dunk my corpse into the earth. To fucking Larry Bird me six feet under. I want to be embalmed in Michael Jordan's special stuff. (laughs) So, as you can see, as you can see, college students, we all have very good mental health. (laughs) <laughs> do we say our names yet this is storyboard this is storyboard yeah i i'm salty and you're laura and that's nick my name's um my name's not salty but i am salty the eighth um, dwarf salty hi i'm nick nick i want you no <laughs> I, we've introduced ourselves i mm. Take. You're right, you're right, Gavin. I'm so sorry. Let's just get on with it. Hi, I'm Nick. Show now. I feel like we should talk about the cartoon show now. Take a moment to think of Jess. Fuck's going Nick, I want you to just take a sec. Think of Jess. Get your shit in the right place. Alright, alright, you're right. You're right. Is it time for introductions now? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. Um. Fuck. Did we watch a cartoon this week? We no. Just... We sat alone in a circle with candles and hoods, <sighs> drawing pentagrams and doing summoning rites. Um, I lost my left arm. Uh... My brother lost his entire body, so now I don't have a brother anymore. And he's a suit of armor now. I also lost my leg. Yeah, on this week of Storyboard, we watched Full Metal Bears. (laughs) (laughs) We Bear Alchemists. Bear Metal Alchemists. 
Yeah, we should get to full metal sometime, though. We should. We should. Yeah. Now we do. I'm sorry if I got your hopes up, but no, we watch We Bear Bears. You know that thing that's way less intense that you you just got your hopes up for. You know the one that is in the title of the podcast. Yeah, it's in the title, idiot. What the hell were you doing? Did they watch Full Metal Alchemist? No, dummy. Don't be mean. You're so mean to our listeners. I'm just saying they're so goddamn gullible, except for the ones who didn't fall for that. Which is most of them. You guys are cool. And Bigfoot. Bigfoot's not gullible. What did we watch? We already said we watched We already said what we watched. Anyways, I'm Gavin. I know, but I'm talking specifics. (laughs) I'm talking specifics. (laughs) Oh, God. son I didn't tell you about. Do we have the... Bring it all back. Do we have the episode names that we we I do. Fuck. Laura, can you read off our episode names? We watched our stuff. Professor Lampwick, Citizen Tabes, The Island, and Hurricane Howl. Actually, have we even done that for the last couple episodes? Yeah, yeah we have. Like, read off all the episodes we read up front. Yeah? Yes. Have we? We always do that. Yep. Huh. Welcome, Gavin. Apparently, this is the first time I've ever listened or heard of Storyboard, even though I made, like, all of these. Episode one. Uh, We're just jumping right in? Yeah, we're just jumping right in. Yeah, baby. All right. Episode one. Before the before the show even starts, before you even get anything about anything, <gasps> you get this beautiful, lovely little theme song sung by one Estelle, who you might know as Garnet from Steven's Universe. I didn't notice that. Well, I know her from the song American Boy, which is a very nice song. Fucking hipster ass over here. Not really. There's someone else famous in it, but I really don't know who. I'm sorry. Because I came here for Garnet! Right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, we get this lovely, lovely little song, and it's fun, and it's great. You get to see the animation, and it's really, really nice animation. And I'll talk more about that later, but I have some very specific points <laughs> about the animation in this show. Uh, Nick, you want to take us through the plot of the first episode? Alright, so... We open up on three bears playing basketball, as bears are wont to do. They don't do well, but um, they do well enough for themselves. Afterwards, they find out, oh crap, we lost our stuff that was in a bag, uh, including Grizz's Velcro wallet, Panda's phone, and Ice Bear's throwing stars. So they freak out, and they go on a uh, a citywide uh, chase, trying to figure out who stole their stuff. Um, They enlist the help of some pigeons panda draws some anime it's good times all around until they try and uh break into a young man's house and kill him yes he is dead um the police show up to uh, to throw them in prison for killing someone they evade capture by pulling off the coolest stunt ever and then they accidentally stumble upon a pigeon smuggling cartel at which point they are reunited with their stuff and the law forgives them for the heinous crime of murder Already, the series is off to a bang, <laughs> with the bears committing multiple, probably, or, well, yeah, they're told under no uncertain terms that they are going to be taken to jail. <laughs> uh, they didn't kill him. They did break into his house and tried to take uh, his bag, which, in their defense, they thought was their bag, but super fucking wasn't. Then they did steal it. They they did steal it at the end. They did steal it. Um, yeah. They gave it back, though. 
They didn't. It ends off with Grizz pulling out the CD that, no, the movie that was in there, and he's like, let's watch a movie. Yeah, I think they fucking stole that, but I think uh, the other thing they totally had. They're under amnesty. I mean, they did just financially destroy that young man, because that's a Redbox movie, and like the late fees on that thing, they're just going to rack up. It's called Redbox, because that's the color of the pavement if you will give back their goddamn movies. <laughs> Uh, Wanna see how I paint a wall, asshole? Instead of Blockbuster, you get Kneecap Buster. (laughs) Anyways. Nah, they've just been causing trouble around the whole damn town. They're wasting placemats and and ordering nothing but ice water in this one restaurant. The fucking heathens. They stole a tie-dye t-shirt and wrecked this dude's shop. Like, they were loud in the library. These, Yeah, these bears are monsters. These guys are criminals. They're wild animals. They're wild animals, but damn, do we not love them so much. They're oh, really they're great. great. They're very sweet. So, I actually knew about this show before it came out. Um, oh, aren't you cool? I am cool. I was... Fucking now. I liked it before it was a cartoon. Hey, um, Nick, Nick's pretty fucking cool, though. I, I just want to say that. <laughs> I am cool. No, Laura, I joke sometimes, but he's my friend, and I think he's the coolest. He's my friend, too. I think you're the coolest, too, Laura. Nick is radical as hell. He's also a goddamn narcissist. (laughs) Gavin, I was kidding. You're very cool. Uh, I was just scrolling on Instagram, and and I saw a comic with three bears standing on each other's backs, and then I found out they were making a cartoon of it, and I watched it, and I liked it. So I was not as surprised to see some of the interesting quirks of the show. Like, again, it's three bears that stand on their stand on each other's backs totem pole style. Which, I, I think they explain that in the show at some point. Do they? Is there a reason or is that just their dynamic? There's definitely a reason why they do it. Do you know what it is? I can't remember the exact reason. Alright. It's because feel- they lift each other up. Because they're supportive and they love each other. Yeah, but that's what they did in the comic. They they would always... That was, like, their whole thing. Takes but up less horizontal space. Anyways, these bears aren't terrible. Um, they only knocked over the, the shop because, you know, they were trying to follow a pigeon, and they only loitered in that restaurant because they needed a place to be to plot how to get their backpack back. And they were only My allowed t-shirts. in the library. <laughs> they were only allowed in the library because they're extreme. <laughs> Now, they did impersonate the FBI. They did effect. impersonate the FBI a lot. Um, guys? They, hey, guys. That's just because he's seen it in movies. Guys. Yes, Nick. What? I think the t-shirt salesman was Cabbage Man. I mean, yeah. He was the Cabbage, he was the the cabbage Salesman. Cabbage man. He, he was reincarnated millions of years later. I mean, so many shows have a Cabbage Man nowadays. Like <laughs> <laughs> This poor Cabbage Man... He just cannot catch a break. The Triforce of Power, Wisdom, Courage, and Cabbage. Fucking demise-ass curse. Fucking... My Triforce! This, <laughs> this shit shall goddamn repeat over lifetimes and millennia. And we'll never address it, Nintendo. Yeah, well, alright. They can you, only... You, you Bowser-ran jerk faces. Hey... hey. 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 They put Bowser in charge, guys. He hasn't done anything yet. I trust him. Doug Bowser's gonna do a good job. He kidnapped a princess. I'm so goddamn sad. 
I'm so fucking sad over Reggie retiring. And then I watched his video, pat me on the back and say it's going to be okay. I respect him and I love him. And I thank you, Reggie, for all your time. Reggie, I love you so damn much. Have a good life and good spirit and good health. May your body always be ready. I would like to quickly discuss the personalities of these three bears. So we got Grizz, the brown. That's a very fast segue from Reggie back in the bears. No, 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 no. The segue was the bears talk. The bears and then talk. We... These bears. There's Grizz, the brown one, who's kind of the de facto leader. Because he's the he's... oldest. He is the oldest. Yes. All right. He's very charismatic, and he loves his brothers very much, and he's very bombastic. And now going down the ladder, we go to the opposite of the people person, Panda, who is a weeaboo. I mean, yeah. I would also peg Ice Bear as the opposite of a people person. Well, he goes so far in the other direction of people person that he want um that he that he curves back around and becomes very, very un unintentionably likable. I mean, I mean, Panda's, Panda's likable too, but Panda's very awkward and shit. But like, at least he speaks. <laughs> Ice Bear, Ice Bear speaks, speaks too. He does, but not a ton. Ice Bear speaks. Gavin, you don't want to see what happened when what happens when Ice Bear speaks normally. Was that episode? There was a whole episode where he hit his head and he be, and he started talking normally and he was a total dude, bro. Oh my god. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I ne- I I don't think I watched the entire episode, but it was so but like in the very little I saw, it was so weird. Okay, this show memes pretty well it's really it's it's very smart about it this show knows how to put memes in their show because typically what happens is like you got some out of touch old like fuddy duddies all like i'm gonna put this meme in the the show because that's what kids like nowadays ha it's funny cool right it's like no that meme died uh three and a half months ago get your shit together old man let's Let's throw in a troll face right there. Kids love that now, don't they? Ha <laughs> LOL. Rafflecopter. Hey, hey. Oh my god. Oh my god, I about threw up. Hey, turn up your fucking hearing aid, Grandpa. That's some old news. That is old ass shit. I'm only 28. <laughs> <laughs> memes could be like if you get like long-standing memes like if you put like a good a nice crisp loss or perhaps um a reference to rick roll that'd be good but like the new nobody shit? is going to goddamn put loss in their freaking cartoon because that is a very deep cut that's the well see i feel like that's the it's best kind because it's like you don't want to draw attention to it because then it's not cool but if you Did just Steven Universe put a loss mm-hmm. intentionally. I mean, I hope so. There was a very clear loss on the birthday cake in Gem Harvest. All right. Well, God. I'm just well, okay. Well, right now I'm looking up the loss. I'm looking up loss. This is good audio. Great listeners, audio. listeners. Thank you. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, this one was... They're over there. They're shooting hoops. And they're getting... 
their asses handed to them. Or they're having fun. They're having a good fucking time. They miss every damn shot they make. But in the funniest way possible. Guys, in the guys, funniest possible way. Tag yourself. Which which bears which bears are you playing basketball? Um, I already know your answer, Gavin. Yeah. I'm Panda who falls down when the ball hits him. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say I'm Grizz. Because he looks like he thinks he knows what he's doing. I certainly don't. But I did play basketball once. So I'm Grizz. I guess I'm Grizz. By process of elimination. I'm Ice Bear. Yeah, you don't say. Because, yeah. <laughs> because Ice Bear does all this cool ass shit. Like, make it all these big brain plays, right? And then the girl just takes the ball from him and runs away with it. And that's Storyboard's official who we are if we were the Bears. Listeners, comment in the comment section, down in the comment section, which... By, which comment which are. bear you are in the comment section below. Make sure to smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. And that bell if you're cool. <laughs> Anyways. Commit seppuku on that like button. <laughs> Alright, they're they're playing ball. They're having a good old time. They're having a good old grand time. And um, they miss every damn shot that they make, of course. They make one. Like, the enemy team was being kind of douches to them, right? They, the Bears make one shot, and they go, Oh! And they fucking run off and they pick up panda and they run out of the freaking court and throw panda in the fountain it's a delight <laughs> the abby team whispers like are we still up like 20 to 1 hey they did a this. good job and i'm so proud of them it would be 20 to 2 actually you score two points in basketball whenever you make a goal from certain points not a goal a hoop Touchdown! Touch goal. Also, if it's a layup, isn't it one point? I think so. Maybe. I don't know any goddamn thing about basketball, so I hope any I didn't of that actually. Sc- I didn't actually score points when I played basketball <laughs> when I was eight. I wish that was a joke. I never scored a single point. <laughs> Me okay, neither. Love you. Except soccer, and I was four. Do you guys Get, yeah. listeners, good job, and I'm proud of you. Listeners, I didn't do a good job, Laura. I realized I didn't do a good job, and I stopped playing basketball because of it, because I knew I was wasting my time. Well, you realized what you had to do, and you got out of there, and I'm proud of you. Anyway. With the power of Laura's pride, I can take over the world. Guys. Anyway. We watch cartoons. That's what we do. We don't play sports. We watch cartoons. (laughs) I've played we make sports. a podcast. I think you should know by then we certainly don't play sports. Oh, yeah. Except for me. That one time. I mean, this starts our grand tradition of the of the bears breaking into places. They and having run-ins with the authorities. Now, guys, why are the dang bears sapient? They're fucking bears. Get over it. And also, they're sentient, not sapient. Or they're no, both, they're but they're sentient. They're sapient. No, sapient's the one, you jerk. Listeners, God, like go back. Switches. Fucking hell. No, wait, sentient. Listeners, listeners, go back. Where they're, 
sentient's the one where they have like cognitive human thought, right? No, because human thought means sapient, because homo Fuck! sapien. Checkmate. God damn it! God fucking hell! I was the only one who didn't fuck that up! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I have learned from my defeats, Gavin. Alright. Um, Storyboard, this is a dark day where our last bastion of hope, me, has fallen into the depths of ignorance. <laughs> now the darkness comes in. Sentient means you're, like, alive and know that you are a thing. And sapient is you have cognitive human thought and you know shit and can think. The pigeons are Santa Claus from Jingle All the Way. Next episode. What? What? Have any of you seen Arnold Schwarzenegger's Jingle All the Way? No. no. You just said that shit. It came out words. of left field. Yes, because in the movie Jingle All the Way... A story about a father trying to get his son, a Turbo Man, um, <laughs> a Turbo Man action figure. Um, one of the ways he attempts to do this is by running into a Santa Claus cartel where they make, distribute, and sell knockoff toys. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger fights a buff Santa. Merry fucking Christmas, I guess. Yes. Um, but that is what the Pigeon Cartel reminded me of. The only other cartel in existence. All right. The only other cartel. We got rid of all the other ones. It's just those two now. It's just those yeah. two. If you're a cartel, you're either made of pigeons or you deal in toys. Nothing else ever. Mm-mm. All right. Did anything else happen in this episode? I feel like um, it's... I feel like it's just they played basketball, they destroyed the city, and they busted a, a major bird ring. I swear speaks pigeon, and words in pigeon include meow and just doing the worm. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about oh. the part where we did the worm. Oh, 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 here's what's up. You know what is the real fucking crime here, right? What? The negligence of the police. They tried to report this crime, and she just fucking squinted her eyes and segued off. Because what the Gavin, hell, police? they're bears. Oh, oh, okay. So you can't be there when I fucking when someone steals my shit, but you can be there when I got when I break into someone's house. I see, I see how it goes. The laws of the land no, 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 no. They do. That's not fair. Gavin. They super do because they apply the pigeons. Definitely. Shit. No, 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 Gavin. You're right. They are there when you need. They are there when you need something, and they are there when you break into somebody's house. But for bears, it's different. With a wink and a smile. Bears. <laughs> when's the last time a bear asked you for help? When's the last time a bear came up to you and said, "Hi there, Gavin. I would like directions." If that happened to you, you would not give the bear directions. Well, yeah. If you knew my fucking name immediately, Nick. Exactly. They went up to her I and can said, tell police, you police, that was her name. She was... She... <laughs> I can tell you with the utmost confidence that yesterday was the last time a bear asked me for help. That sounds very ominous. Yeah? He walked up to me, right? I was sitting there late at night watching YouTube videos, right? He walks up to me. He points into the camera and he says, only you 
can prevent wildfires. I'm like, god damn. That's not asking for help, that's a command. Fucking, he needs help keeping the forest safe, Laura. <laughs> Smokey the Bear is like, god damn, I need your help. He God. doesn't say I need your help. He says you have to. He said that. He said specifically, God damn, this, <laughs> we got, we have a-holes setting fires left and right. Like, you don't know how many motherfuckers I have to walk up to and say that the forest is not the place for napalm. Like, this is you don't do that here. Public shit announcement. You have no idea how many Molotov cocktails I have had to smack out of people's hands in the woods. Open vats of gasoline. That's not... You don't do That's that no here. Good. That's no good. You know Get how the... we only have one sun and it's always in the sky? That's wrong. There's so many suns and they won't stop bringing them here. <laughs> God damn it. There's too many suns. Anyways, the police need to get on their shit. Also in the restaurant, right? When they were... I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who noticed this, but when they were making their diagram about where they were during the, the, the crime, uh, they were representing all the bears with salt and pepper shakers, and Panda and Grizz were both pepper, and Ice Bear was salt. Oh, that's cool. Color-coding. Because it's color-coded. Oh, they should have gotten those little red chili peppers for... I just like that. That was, that was they nice. Have had those, they should have had those little red chili peppers for for Grizz or like cinnamon or something and like it wasn't a big detail but like they did it anyways and like it's the little shit that does it for me yeah all right well i think that's all that happened this episode it was it was yeah. pretty it was pretty low stuff but it but it introduced the characters it was the first one they arrest the ship I enjoyed oh them. what about the what about the 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 pigeon right the pigeon spy the pigeon spy Nick, tell them about the pigeon spy. The pigeon spy was a, was was a secret deep cover agent that the police had employed to to infiltrate the pigeon cartel, and he wears a little wire. It's adorable, and that's what the police officer said. Police that officer is his official goes, description. Ain't that adorable? <laughs> ain't that adorable? Anyways, episode two. Laura, you want to take this? Yeah. So, Professor Lampwick is about uh, the bear's friend, Chloe, who is very small, and I love her very much. The thing about Chloe is that she's a very small girl who's very cute, and she also goes to college. We're so proud of her. So the She's bears, a child prodigy. She's a child prodigy. I love her. I like her a lot, if you can't fucking tell. Um, the bears are outside of her class, and they're there to cheer her on after her chemistry test examination. She comes out... Turns out she failed because her teacher, Professor Lampwick, was breathing, da breathing down her shoulder. And he's a real creepy dude. And she felt threatened and nervous. He's an intimidating douche. Yeah. Possibly no Mephisto, ever... but let's go on. And no one ever talks to him because he's so intimidating. So obviously, the <laughs> a logical plan of action is to kidnap the motherfucker. I mean, for the bears who basically, like... Like their first uh, instinct in any situation is crime, but yeah, that's <laughs> that is their logical um, solution. Of course, laws don't apply to bears. What are you talking about? <laughs> so yes, they've kidnapped the motherfucker, brought Chloe there, and then he's like, "Okay, well, time to talk to your professor." And Chloe's like, "Holy shit!" So they're trying to figure out this situation, and Professor Lampwick just starts sowing a distrust between the whole group. 
until everyone but Chloe is tied up on a chair. And boy, howdy. <laughs> so they may, they come to an agreement that he won't turn them all in if Chloe can do her titrations or whatever the heck in five minutes. And she does it, and with the help of the bear's encouragement, she does it perfectly and gets extra credit. And I don't know what the fuck Lampwick's deal is, because he seemed pretty jolly as he left, so that's... Mm, I don't know, he's the character. This man... Jesus Christ. This man... I don't believe this is a theory. I think he is definitely Mephisto. Whomst? This man is definitely Mephistopheles, the um, oh. the demon of hell. <laughs> this, I mean, he he has to be a demon, right? Nick, Nick, close, close. Okay, who is he? I have written here that this man is like if Satan and Professor Snape fused. <laughs> Yeah. Into one hyper asshole, Professor Snayton. No, 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 no. What's well, he? He's weird because he because he's an asshole, but you can never figure out like, okay, but is he just like, is he just one of those guys who's like, ah, yes, I was just pushing you to get you to the point where you would be be accept yourself or whatever the heck. But like, he's also really, really vicious. Yeah, like Snape. Yeah, but like, where does the good person part come from? Oh, that one was, you know, we can't, we can't get them all. We can't have in everything. <laughs> I think, I think he That's took why the, he's crossed with Satan. He took the genuine, he took the genuine evil from Satan, and he took the intimidation manipulation professor from Snape. But I feel like, I feel like at some point he picked up a little bit of good along the way. Maybe from like Master Shifu or something. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, this guy's awesome. I love him. <laughs> Good lord, he's something. This guy's oh. either this guy's either lawful evil or chaotic good, and I cannot tell which one. I think he's chaotic <laughs> neutral, honestly. I don't know. Well, like he he's doing the he's technically helping Chloe out. Um but like I I I would have to almost say evil because how can a person with any good in them possibly make chloe feel bad about herself you're so right no one because like she's a because like she's she's weaponized cuteness is what she is she yeah. is so adorable i love her so much they have designed the cutest creature ever i love her so much she's so cute <sighs> fucking her voice actor is a uh, charlene yi I, I'm probably not pronouncing that right. But um, it is the same voice actor as uh, Ruby from Steven Universe. Ruby! Who's, an, who's another... Ruby! 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 <laughs> who's another weaponized creature of of cuteness. Yeah, um... The woman works in very small, lovable friends. Basically, <laughs> basically, if you make I her sad, small you're beans. the worst. Yes. Also, can I add? Can I add this in? Mister Lampwick doesn't have office hours. What the fuck? What a douche! What a fucking douchebag! My real question, though, my real question, though, is why is Professor Lampwick? I guess it might be different, but I've never had a lab that had a professor teaching it. Yeah, the two labs I was in for my fucking science credit, they were just TAs. 
It's always been a huge asshole TA. I mean, I have had professors who teach labs. Okay. Well, I guess it can happen, but usually well, that's like a TAs. that's like a high level that Chloe was in. That's like a really high level chemistry lab. And also, you guys said that oh, it was just a lab. Like labs aren't that much credit. But that wasn't like a lab. It was a lab slash exam. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which does happen occasionally. Yeah. Um. Still, I cannot believe this man for within in the space of four minutes somehow turning every one of the bears and their small human friend against each and every one of each other. And he does it well too. Like it's not just like, like oh maybe shit. he's doing this. It's like he he subtly plants the seeds and then waters it with their tears. It's like <laughs> shit. This man is mm. like I'm I'm quoting him now, right? I'm quoting him. <laughs> a whole family behind bars. Christ, dude. <laughs> and so then he fucking smiles. He's like, so evil. He's so ready to send these creatures of I'm so ready to send these creatures to prison. Like the, this guy, this guy is this guy's malicious. God. This guy he was always in control even when he got kidnapped. Cuz he knows cuz he's been kidnapped before. Oh, he says that at the end of the episode. He goes, do you honestly think you're the first students to kidnap me over a grave? (laughs) That was the best joke. That was the best part of that whole episode. What kind of life are you living, my dude? Well, he's, he's, I'll tell you, he's living the life of a giant asshole. I guess so. Kidnappings are what happened when you're an asshole. He helped Chloe become more confident. He might also be a god or a devil. One of the two. We'll get into <laughs> that a little bit later. But I'm but I'm definitely certain that he is omniscient. Anyways, um he's like sitting there leaning over uh because he had control of this situation the whole time. Like he first of all knew how to untie himself. Second of all, knew they weren't going to hurt him because they were, you know, all oh, geez, Rick about it when they kidnapped him. And third of all like, he's, he's just the scariest motherfucker in the room <laughs> at any given time, and he goddamn knows it. And when and Chloe's the- doing her lab in front of this guy in the bear's cave, he leans in close and starts getting in her head and fucking with her. And then the bear's saying, the, you put the bottle of this thing in that thing, and then, like, they, they help her out with the power of friendship, all that good stuff. And then it turns pink, and what do you got? The equilibrium, the equilibrium point of sodium hydroxide? Yes. I don't know. I'm an I, English major. I think it was the equilibrium point of sodium hydroxide. The equivalency point. Equivalency yeah. point? Yeah. All right. What a shitty teacher. I don't, I don't no. do chem. I, I do physics. Might be. <laughs> no. What a shitty teacher to, like, stare down your student and I know. try he's to such get a in their bully. heads to he, make them fail. He what? knows what he's doing. He's not trying to make her just better at chemistry. He's trying to make her a better person. A stronger person. Fine, but that's a shitty way to be a teacher. That worked. No, it really doesn't. Worked for him. Shitty teacher. The bears are like, you should get into a different class at the end of it. (laughs) You should get into a different class. Because, again, fairly certain that man is is possibly the devil. But in a cool way. He's the devil's cool cousin. 
All right, episode three. I'm very excited about this one. <laughs> What's this one called? Citizen Tabes. Citizen Tabes, that's right. Um, this is the Ranger Tabes episode. Um, we had all seen We Bear Bears before this, and when we were going to choose episodes for the show, because we had all seen this before, um, we're you know all thinking we have to cover all the bases. All right, we got we got choose a good Cubs episode. And we gotta choose a good episode with Chloe and one with Ranger Tapes, because Ranger Tapes is like the best shit ever, and all that stuff. So this is our Ranger Tapes episode. <laughs> and basically, Ranger Tapes, it starts out her making a morning routine, uh, being extra and amazing at her job. And these beavers are gnawing down this tree, and there's a deer making out with his deer girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, right underneath the tree, and the tree starts to fall. And Ranger Tabes goes, Look out! and tackles that deer to the ground to safety away from the tree. But it fucking falls on its antler and like breaks that shit off. So now this is a one antler deer. So that shit's bad. Um, Ranger Tabes gets up and she is just destitute because. Again, this is the most extra into it. Like, her job is her life. She is a goddess of nature, like, person ever. And she just, like, broke that deer's horn. So she feels terrible. Um, and now, that, now that I'm, like, talking about Ranger Tapes, I'm getting kind of Scorpio vibes from her from, <laughs> from She-Ra. <laughs> Right? She's a mountain of a woman, and I love her, so yeah. If she's Scorpion... a mountain of a woman, and she's also a good spirit. Oh yeah. Except I think I think Ranger Tabes would be more down to kill someone than Scorpio would be. <laughs> Actually, I think oh. Scorpio is plenty down to kill people. No, man. No, man. Tabes... If somebody is threatening nature, Tabes will rip out their eyeballs and strangle them with the cords. I mean, that is Scorpio, just the kind of person Scorpio she is. would do it just if Hordak told her to. No, she, she wouldn't. Do it. She wouldn't plots. kill them with a hug. Only if she absolutely had to. Dude, you'd have to remember that she is on the evil horde. And, like, when they introduced Scorpio, I was like, oh, she's so cute. But then she did get super malicious that episode to she, show how evil she really can she be. She did not get malicious. She, she fought somebody, and that was about to the extent that it got. Yeah, all right, whatever. Ranger Tabes, though, she will lose her mind if somebody, if somebody pokes a beaver. Scor- Scorpio <laughs> will lay a motherfucker out. I'm, te- I'm telling you, man. Can't Tabes would be way more down to kill someone. All right, whatever. This is the fucking discourse. I mean, not everybody can be right all the time, Nick. But whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Death We're battle. So nice Tames v. Scorpia. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that I'm going over the plot synopsis right now. So um, don't interrupt. Anyways, mm, okay. Tames <laughs> quits the force forever. She is distraught, destitute. She she locks herself up in her kind of cozy little cabin, and she starts an online store selling pinecone art and doing arts and crafts and like. Aww. Laying around in her pajamas and stuff, and I'm like, Tabes, bless you, but oh my god, you need to get out there. You need to rejoin the force. And uh, the bears try to, like, stage all this shit, like, putting Panda in danger and all that stuff, because he's the... The, the pathetic the, one. He's the pathetic, vulnerable one. 
so they they keep putting him in danger and tapes is like enough of your shit you don't really need help and i'm I'm off the force i'm telling you so then the bears finally give it up but what's this it's the deer and the deer's girlfriend and the girlfriend doesn't actually hate the deer anymore because he lost his horn and true love abounds and they're back together again and they're like oh my god Tabes didn't kill these deer's love. We gotta fucking go tell her. But then, Shadow the deer approaches on the horizon. <laughs> that one antler deer again in here of all places. He has a fucking s- scar on his eye. He has both his antlers. He's big, he's bad, he's mean, and he's ready to throw down. So, the bears try and hold off uh, the big deer, and Panda goes and gets Taves. And starts banging on her door and saying they need help for real this time. But she doesn't answer. And Panda falls down destitute and says, You have to rejoin nature, Tabes. It's who you are. It's not who we are, apparently. She busts down the door. And fucking, she's fully, she's fully decked out in her ranger uniform and everything. She's like, let's go. (laughs) She fuck, she fucking books it to, to the deer. (laughs) Because she runs like a goddamn freight train, and she wrestles the shit out of this deer, but then the deer knocks her to the floor, and things are looking bad, and Tapes is about to die at the hooves of a deer, but then the one-antler deer comes over, and the one-antler deer saves Tapes, just like Tapes saved the one-antler deer, and it's amazing, and beautiful, and awesome, and then Tapes rejoins the force, because that's who she is as a person, and she fucking annihilates. <laughs> She fucking announces this triumphantly. She runs over to Pride Rock. She runs over to... Okay, I, I'm gonna slow my rolls a little bit because I, I need to savor this scene. She runs over to the end of goddamn Pride Rock and she announces, I'm a ranger once more! And all the wildlife just erupts in glory. It's a fucking elephant, not really. But there should have been... And, like, some circle of life-ass Lion King bullshit. And, like, everybody erupts in joy and splendor. As the queen of the forest has returned. Our goddess walks among us once more. And it was beautiful. And I laughed so goddamn hard. This was a very funny episode. This was an amazing episode. Uh, I do have one problem with it, though. So Ranger Tabes is a forest goddess, right? We saw that Uh at the end. Yes. I've got a question. Uh-huh. Why didn't she know that mule deer have their antlers naturally fall off every year? That <laughs> happens! Time for that? She well, even, Nick... She even says it's a mule deer! Well, Nick, mule deers have their antlers fall off, uh, like, every year. But their antlers fall off not while they're trying to mate with female deers and get true love who look at the male deer's antlers as a sign of being a worthy mate. Yeah, but also... So she just broke off that male deer's antler and the female deer was like, ah, gee, I don't know about this because she's a shallow bitch. And she runs off and tapes thought that she killed their love. Like, yeah, his yeah, antlers also, do fall off naturally, but it wasn't time for that. And also, he needed those. Yeah, but also, antlers don't mate for, or or deer don't mate for life, so I don't think we can really, like, like delve into, like, oh, yeah. I think, I think Tade's priorities might have been a little um, mixed up. 
Because, like, she did save the life of an animal. Like, your goth girlfriend breaking up with you versus dying, I mean... <laughs> Nick, this is the difference between you and Tabes, right? I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. He'll get another chance next year and all that stuff, and it's fine. Taves is like, however, oh my god, I killed this deer's chance for love this year. Like, I know he's gonna get his antlers back, and I know they don't mate for life and all that stuff, I know, but I inconvenienced this deer in any possible way. I have disrupted the ecosystem, and I am unworthy. This is how strongly she feels about this. I stepped on a caterpillar as so I have to commit seppuku. Why yeah, you're right. Also, That's what's up with you I and go. Seppuku? That's, it's all the time with you. I'm just, waiting, I'm just waiting until we get back to Samurai Jack. I miss him. Alright, Nick's getting the Seppuku sweats, so we better do Samurai Jack. Uh, we better do some more Samurai Jack at some point. Yeah, I just enjoyed... I just, like... I guess at this point, I just have to accept that literally nobody will ever acknowledge the fact that they are freaking bears, not even a deer who just sees a grizzly, who sees three bears, one of which is its natural predator, and he's like, I'm a, I'm a fight him. Well, I yeah, it's, what's up. Yo, those are fucking city bears. They're city slicker bears. <laughs> what, I can that fight this guy. Phone. I can fight phone. this guy. I'm the freaking undertaker of deer. I mean, yeah. I'll suplex this guy. <laughs> it was Shadow the Deer. What do you want? He had a fucking scar pretty... over his eye and everything. <laughs> oh, man. Also, I'm pretty sure Ice Bear can beat up most things, and I'm rather confused when he doesn't. Ice Bear could have taken that guy. He, he really could have taken his life. But it's alright. You know what? No, Ice Bear knew. I can take this deer. But for, for the no, great... No, 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 excuse me. Iceberg can take this deer. Thank you. Yeah, oh, That's yeah. What he fucking says. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Thank you, Laura. I'm sorry. Iceberg knows. I can take this deer. No, no. But this is Tabe's chance. Take this it. is what we've been working for. I'm going to take the back seat on this one. Iceberg knows Tabe's needs this. Iceberg's supportive friend. I love Iceberg so much. Iceberg's great. Iceberg. I feel like Iceberg is like the easy favorite. But I don't know. I like Grizz. I like. Oh, Grizz by a th- lot. by the way, Ice Bear does sleep in a fridge in the refrigerator. He does sleep in the freezer. Hey, this I, is true. I love all the bears. I think Panda's my real favorite, but I do love Ice Bear so much. Hey, can I drop some shit on you that I have told to Nick before and I haven't told to Laura before? I don't remember what you told me, but tell me. Okay. Well, in this show, Ice Bear is the only one who ever says Ice Bear ever. Like, no one ever addresses Ice Bear on his own. Really? Yeah. Are you certain? Are you sure? You know, I haven't seen this whole show, so don't fucking quote me as gospel. But in every episode that I've seen, no one ever calls, no one ever says, hey, Ice Bear. That never happens. I don't doubt it. It's the thing, though. They either address everybody as a group or anything like that. Or Chloe, like Chloe and Ice Bear being one-on-one and shit, Chloe just turns to Ice Bear and starts talking. Because, like, who else would she be talking to, you know? And if there's more than one bear, then they're like, 
hey bears or hey guys or whatever, but no one ever says ice bear except for ice bear. I'm having an existential crisis now. I'm going to watch the entire series to figure that out. Do it. Do it, asshole. Okay. Well, we got to do episode four, and somebody else has to do this one because I need to explain the plot of the last one. Okay. Nick wants to take the last one. Um, okay. Oh, the island. <gasps> I wanted this one anyway. Okay. So the island. This uh, story takes place when the bears were just little baby jelly beans. Which they do sometimes. They're babies. They're on a box in the middle of the ocean, horrifyingly close to dying on their way to Japan. There's a big-ass wave, and they wash up on the shore of a desert island where they find two people who were previously shipwrecked there, Dave and Carla, I believe, yes? Yeah. Yes. Um... Dave and Carla take them in and take them to their little makeshift shelter. Hey, did you spell Carla with a C or a K in your notes? I didn't write her in my notes. Okay. I figured K- C. Yeah, me too. I don't know. Um, Continue. Yeah. So Carla is amazing and I love her and she's a fantastic mom and she tucks them into bed and gives them food and sings to them so they go to sleep. And she's so sweet. Um, on their island escapades, they find a crashed helicopter, which in their, uh, they go to take stuff out of it and realize it's weirdly empty. Hmm, that's interesting. And Dave really wants to get out of there. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. 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 Hmm, Dave. Eventually, the three little baby bears find in the bushes a a box of, uh, emergency supplies they're like, ah, shit, we could take this to our friends and they can use them to leave. And then Dave's like, nope, I'm going to hoard these until it's time to leave. And it's only time to leave when Carla falls in love with me. What a fucking creep douchebag. So the bears book it back to Carla. They're like, what he sa- what Gris, what Gris says specifically is he's a creeper of the highest degree, <laughs> which I liked a lot. Uh... Dave reveals his fucked up plan, almost fucking kills Ice Bear, but Ice Bear grabs a starfish and ninja stars it into his face. Uh, Carla and the bears get on a raft and leave Dave's sorry ass there. Uh, Presumably to die. On the... What? Presumably to die. Yes. Good. Good. Fuck you. Uh, Carla puts a blanket on the bears while they're asleep and while they're adrift. Um, a rescue boat finds them picks up Carla, uh, unfortunately does not know that the blanket has bears under it. But then, somehow, they wash up on the shore of Japan. I don't know how they got to the ocean. I think this is supposed to be an overarching story arc, but we went in there in the middle. Oh, the Bear Cubs episodes are very much overarching. (laughs) Whoops. Like, it's like a whole thing. Basically, boxes are their most precious resource ever, and they are all chaotic as hell. And the Ice Bear doesn't know how to talk yet. They're adorable. They're little jelly beans. Oh, I they're the best. So their voices are so cute. All they're trying to do is all just find a home. They're all just trying to find a place where they can be. That That is their uh, their end game. That hits me in the heart, man. Yeah. They're really cute. I also wrote down that he's a creeper of the highest degree. <laughs> So that's what Chris said. It was a good fucking quote. So this episode was was very interesting, but there was one thing the entire... First of all, I knew... 
like I didn't trust them as soon as I saw them. I'm like, they're they're shipwrecked with they're shipwrecked with two strangers. At least one of them is definitely going to be evil. Um, and when I found out what was actually going up, I felt really weird. Not because I mean Dave was being a being really evil, but because this was the plot of a Steven Universe episode. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Dave is being a creeper of the highest degree. But Sadie did that, and I like Sadie. Wait, I thought it was Steven who knew where the warp thing was. No, it was Sadie. And she wanted to spend time with Lars because she um because she uh she, she wanted Lars to to fall in love with her. Yeah. Steven wasn't that smart that way back then. <laughs> Let's be real here. He wasn't, but, like, it's just well, weird to see it treated in two very different ways. I mean, and equally like, shitty thing to do. I mean, I don't know. They did reference At the fact... At least it wasn't for years. At least Sadie didn't keep them for years. It was we don't know how long they were there. there. But it wasn't for literal years. We don't know yeah. how long they were there. A f- couple of days. Not years. No, 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 no. How long the um the the uh, Carla and Dave were? Oh, long enough to build that hut. That was a pretty. It was a pretty hut. nice hut, Nick. They built they built stuff on the uh, on the uh, on the island too. Not as nice as that hut. That hut was like a small house. It was. They were doing pretty good on that. On yeah, that you're island. right. They were doing pretty good. Well, I guess Sadie is just as bad as this creep, Dave. Well, I, th- I think it's weird how the show treats it, though. Because, like, with Dave, they leave him on the island to straight up die. And I mean, and they like, were doing pretty good on that island. I think Dave is going to be fine. Well, Dave... I-, I feel like I feel like if you really want to go into it, Carla probably mentioned the rescue boat. Which, like, why was there a rescue boat there and not at the island? Because right. they're not a rescue boat. They were a rando-ass Carl cargo boat doing their rounds. No, no, it was a rescue it boat. Rescue on it. it said rescue. Did it? Yeah. Yep. Um, well, well then be, I don't fucking know. To be fair, Sadie was pulling her weight and helping him survive. Dave tried to murder a baby bear. Dave was also pulling his weight. That is true. Helping him survive. But Sadie didn't Dave try to wa- murder Steven. Right. Dave was Sadie a much... did murder a gem monster. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I, I'm not like saying, like, like the two characters. Like, I'm not comparing the two characters. I'm comparing the way that the show treated I mean, that's kind of where we're at now. I'm kind of I'm comparing the way that the show treated the two characters. Because with Dave, they're just like, ah, bye, Dave, you're a jerk. And, yeah, that's partially because he tried to murder a baby. Um, but with Sadie, like, like, they make her out to be kind of a... Kind of like a conflicted. Maybe she's good. Maybe she's bad. But she also does does save all their lives, which they're very different. Like I, I'm not sure how to look at that because like is it the show kind of treating the same thing in different yeah, ways? Yeah, Dave by... didn't do anything redeemable at the end. Yeah, but is that is that the show's fault or is it saying like well Dave was just a worse person? I feel like it could go either way. I think that's kind of an interesting conversation. I mean, Dave did try to off a bunch of baby bears and he Sadie did... saved right, all so their lives. David yeah, is definitely yeah. a worse character, but it's but it might also be interesting to look at. Well, is that is that something that the show should have done? And I, and I don't really have an answer for that, but I think it's an interesting conversation. 
I hate to pull the age card. To be fair, Sadie's a teenager and Dave is a grown-ass man who should know better. Not that, that Sadie's... That is true. Should, I don't know. That is true. Well, yeah, I think it's just a really cool conversation. It's very interesting. But, hey... Like Kate either... But, I, uh, we gotta make this decision. Either Sadie's a mega creep or Dave isn't. Mm. No. Well, no, no, one no. One to no, one no. conversion. No. No, no, no. no. Dave's a mega creep. I hate. Dave... Sadie was being a creep... What, but just Dave because isn't... Sadie's small and cute and Dave's got a weird little sweat mustache because he doesn't have razors on a deserted island? No, no, because no, because no, because Dave ah, tried to commit... black and white, you jerk. You're no better than other people. It's black and white. Dave tried to kill someone. That black is the difference. Sadie did not try to murder black anybody. Sadie learned from it and didn't try to kill a baby. Well, hey, is there anything Nate... else to say about this episode that's not talking about a completely different show? <laughs> yes! Yes, there is! The bears were adorable. So... Yo, they have a fucking sleep pile, and they go, sleep pile, initiate, or activate, or something, and then they initiate sleep pile mode. It's, it's Maybe... the least comfortable-looking thing ever. Maybe It that... is, but it's, it, damn, if it's not well, cute. It also looks uncomfortable to walk in the way that they walk, but, like... Where an ice bear does the work, but he doesn't seem to mind. Because well, ice bear is super strong, and Grizz is on top because he's good at calling the shots. Carla's a good mom. I wish they had her for longer. She's who they needed. Yeah. Uh, Dave is just being a giant douche the whole time. Ice bear proves very fast that he's way better at climbing trees and getting coconuts than Dave is. So they use this. And they weaponize it against him later. Hey, when Ice Bear dropped that coconut on Dave's head, he should have died. Yeah, honestly, yes. That's how coconuts work. That guy work. got hit in the head with a coconut. Yeah, yeah that kills you. Kill you. <laughs> All right. Coconuts aren't just some light little conk. Oh, Ow. Yeah, I know. Like, that yeah, shit's heavy. Shit hurt. It's like a brick. All right, last What episode. about those, like, really pointy coconuts that have, like, fucking Pentagon points on them? And will durians. Kill you. Those are like, durians. Those right? typically aren't falling from the trees. Those are durians, right? No. No. no coconuts. Durians are spiky. Well, that's what he was There's... saying. The the um, the coconut spike ones. No, those are like the prepared coconuts that have been like their stuff has been cut off and they're like oh. cut into pentagram spikes. Oh, Pentagon. Okay. Don't come on. Like <laughs> pentagram spikes. No. You, you have summoned me, Coco Lore. You're you're saying this, but how absolutely sure are you? God damn it, you're fucking with my mind right now. I know I am. Alright, last episode, Hurricane Hal. This is the one This is the one that I picked because I heard it was good. Um, was it? I think it was. Pretty good. So what we get is it opens up with Professor Lampwick again um, in, his, in his... I can only assume this is the room where he comes exclusively to stroke his cat and cackle maniacally. Um, <laughs> but he's in there, like, giving this, like like this coy speech about like ah yes well everything is connected and by the end of this story you'll know why um so the plot of this episode is that there is a uh a big storm coming they come in and they say at the very beginning like oh it's a it's a huge hurricane coming this way um and it's going to be the biggest in years and they're all very very calm even after their weather reporter absolutely dies um but so the whole point of this episode is that all three bears are in three different places and doing three different things. Uh, Grizz is watching um, some scouts while Tabes is away. Nick, um, Nick, yes. Nick, Laura has just shown me um, 
the, those little pentagrammy coconuts, those are prepared and they don't grow in weird pentagram shapes. Thank you. Shapes, um, unlike other more round coconuts and all sorts of shit. I thought coconuts came in a variety of shapes, but I was mistaken. They come in green and brown. I'm not entirely sure how they get from there, but the green ones are the younger. Go on, Nick. They come in green, brown, and terrifying, and on the fruit salad island. Laura. And they're all... (laughs) I've been going to get these jerks to watch Coconut Friends Fruit Salad Island, and they won't watch it. What? Yeah, I wonder why. Anyway. No, you have it. I've never heard those words in my life. You have heard it many times, Gavin. No, I haven't. Almost certain. She talks about it constantly. My hair. Anyway. Fucking... No, I, hold on. <laughs> what is this? It's fucking a, a SpongeBob ripoff, but it's garbage. And I want to watch <laughs> it so bad. I don't know. See how we're talking about shit. I was like, we should watch Coconut Friends Fruit Salad Island. You're like, no. And I made a whole th- deal about it. Anyway, <laughs> Gridge is. <laughs> Gridge. Gridge. Uh, Grizz is watching the, the scouts while Tabes is away. Panda is helping Charlie, who we haven't gotten to yet. He is the actual Sasquatch Bigfoot. Um, who is around sometimes and is kind of annoying, but in a very endearing way. Um, and then there's Ice Bear, who's with Chloe after they just went roller rinking. Um, so, and again, the whole thing is that they're all in different places and all of these stories are happening simultaneously. And it's all about um, the storm coming and how they're all reacting to it and the things that are happening to all of them and how like they kind of end up affect affecting one another. So with Grizz, it's they're all going out to fly kites, but then they come back in cause hurricane. Um, but one of the girls goes back out, um, and is, is flying her kite up in the sky, which is the best kite. Um, and ripped Eagle. Yeah. Ripped Eagle. And, uh, Pandas more like Rip Eagle. Ah, oh, pandas in. Um, but no, the little girl goes at the flyer kite, and she gets blown away. And oh no, Panda goes and hides in a car, and um, and that th- starts rolling down the hill after there's like fifty animals that Charlie invites in, and um, Ice Bear and Chloe go down into the sewers, which end up being the subway tunnels, and they are attacked by a train. Um, but but then at the very end, um, Grizz gets the kid back, but the kite flies away, goes in front of uh, the car. His name is Wallace. Yeah, Wallace. Uh, it goes in front of the car that... Her, her name is yeah, Wallace. Her, yeah. um, goes in front of the car that's driving down the hill, which causes them to veer off, hit a power line, which cuts the power to the, to the, um, to the train, saving Ice Bear's life. So it's so it all comes back at the very end and it's all like connected and Lampwick is all like coy, like, ah, well, didn't you learn the lesson? <laughs> and then it ends. He does like a weird snap wink type thing. Like he planned it all. Like yeah. he put everyone's life. In so, yeah. Lampwick is gone. He has to be Mephisto. Um, I'm telling you guys. Well, he wanted to get revenge on everybody by killing their lives, but their power of friendship and the butterfly mm-hmm. effect was too great. Man, <laughs> I seriously think that Lampwick is is hinting at something in this episode. He is hinting at something really, really hard, and I feel like it has to go further than, ah, well, look how everything is connected. Cause in the greater We Bear Bears canon. The We Bear Bears ARG. <laughs> <laughs> Siri heard that whole thing. 
So <laughs> Nick just recorded our entire podcast on the Siri. <laughs> Uh, what what's she doing? What's she it? just said, I do not know what you mean by I seriously think Lampwith is is hinting at something greater that we really just don't understand. And she's just going on like that. And honestly, I don't know what. And honestly, I don't know what I well, mean by that either. See what she does with it in this new segment. Let's see where Siri goes. Okay. So I don't know what he's I don't know what he's implying. And Nick, yes, what's Siri doing? She didn't do anything. She just said that she has no idea what's going on. And honestly, me too. Well, she me should too. probably ask you to Google search it. Yeah, she doesn't have anything. Is this worth All it? Right. <laughs> Are we worth this? Yes, this is worth yes. it. Um, right. But no, I don't... Lampwick knows something, and it feels like he's like giving it to the audience, but specifically knowing that the audience is not going to understand... But I feel like it's. I feel like it's something. Who sent the wave to kill the baby bears? What? Is he the one who sent the wave all that time ago to kill I the baby bears? I don't know. But the thing that I noticed about this episode that was really interesting to me is specifically the order in which everything happened. So you've got Grizz. He's. It's. It's kind of this minor problem. Yes, a kid's about to blow away, but it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Fine, don't worry about it. Nothing too extreme. It's but fine. it's, it's like, compared to the others, it's 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 lower stakes because like he's got the situation fairly under control and he fixes the problem on his own by just pulling the kid back with the help of the other kids, and it isn't that big an issue. It goes down to Panda and it's a and it's and it's significantly greater. Like there's a bunch of people in a car they don't know where they're going and they're about to hit something and Panda almost dies, um, because. He did learn to love. Yes, snakes. because the kite flew in his way, and it and it affected him in that way, and then he. My God, those snakes were so fucking cute. They were really adorable. There were so many good animals in that car. Those were adorable ass snakes. And then it goes back, and then it goes down to Ice Bear, who comes inches from death, literally like centimeters Ooh. from death. Um, also, yeah, Chloe. Chloe almost dies too. Trying to protect Chloe, I kind of almost cried at that part. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's. But it's specifically the order in which it happens. It's Grizz, then Panda, then Ice Bear. It's like, I feel like they knew that they were doing the order in which, like, they were born or something. Um, and it's going by their age. And I feel like there's something to that. It may just be me looking too far into it, but specifically the, the way that Lampwick was, like, uh, like, the way that he was talking, it makes me feel like there's, like, there's something there. I don't know what it is. Probably nothing, but... I don't know. Well, we don't we don't got no Nick's theory. Corner. No, because I don't actually have a theory. You know who probably you does? A theory. Siri. What does she think? Nick's Siri. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to Nick's Siri corner. Don't sue me, Apple. I'm using your product. Nick, what does Siri think? Not let me let me ask what Siri what she thinks. Siri. How do you think the bears' lives are cosmically connected? Okay, she looked it up. Let's see what it is. Let's see what it is. Okay, I'm at learningmind.com. Nick wanted to fucking move on from Okay, okay, shit. now, now like, hold no, on. What? No, I'm Okay, what are cosmic connections and how to recognize them? 
<laughs> Everything is connected, here so there is are. no such thing as a chance meeting. The people. Okay, I think she may actually have something here. Here we go. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this. You guys keep going. <laughs> all right. Lambert um, did have like a big speech about like, like the human condition and like how humans and bears are just it's their instinct to help people and make sure people are safe and, and to also survive was, and and to survive but still also to help people and i thought that was surprisingly a really sweet note to end on hey can i talk about wallace yeah Please can i talk wallace. about wallace's energy yeah <laughs> because the biggest fucking storm ever just hit them it was literally a fucking hurricane and all the kids go inside and they're playing inside and whatever it's like it's too windy and rainy for a hurricane and wallace runs out there and he's flying his kite because like all the other girls are playing inside and you know chilling out and doing whatever because it's a hurricane it's raining it's windy it's terrible and like who wants to be out in that but, oh shit, there's Wallace flying his kite. Grizz runs after and says, Wallace, what the fuck are you doing? And Wallace says, hey, Mr. Bear, it's so windy. Isn't it great? <laughs> Wallace has the most, the most chutzpah I've ever seen on a little child. <laughs> you know who else had that much chutzpah? I wonder who. Wallace had exactly my energy when I was a kid and still now <laughs> because if there's a fucking hurricane I will be out being it's so fucking windy this is awesome and then you'd have to save my life because I'd blow away and die very lucky we live in Ohio oh yeah very lucky we only get the after effect remnants of hurricanes from the coast and it's just really fucking windy and then I go out and say it's so fucking windy because this has happened before. Live. This has happened before, and it's hilarious and I don't awesome. doubt that. Oh, yeah. Remember that hurricane that knocked out power for, like, a week? Yeah, that wasn't fun, but I'm <laughs> sure you had your fun. Oh, I had a great time. I tried, I tried riding my bike when that was happening. That sucked. It was awesome. It was too windy. I was like, I'm going to go inside and have some pudding. What other days is it that fucking windy? Never. Enjoy it while you can, you know? I didn't like it. Wallace and I operate on the same wavelength, and I appreciate that. All right, kids. Um, yeah? I'm going to have to give this one to Siri. Yeah, Papa I'm going to have to give this one to Siri, because I think she may have just dissected the entire show with her, U- <laughs> with her Google search. Siri's Theory Corner. Siri's Theory Corner. Er, yeah, so she sent me over to... Thank you, Gavin. Everyone gets a theme song. So she sent me over to, to learningmind.com uh, and their article about cosmic connections. So here's what cosmic connections are. They are when your soul decides that in order to help itself, it will make a connection with another person's soul. And you don't... I and, see. And you don't know it yourself... You, you you don't mentally know that you formed that connection, but your soul knows that. So Nick and I formed that yes, connection. Yes, we have. Um, I think what Siri <laughs> is implying, and it also says that um, cosmic connections can force you out of your comfort zone, help you grow as a person, and, and uh, 
bring you closer to other people. I think that what she is implying is that um, Grizz, Panda, and Ice Bear formed these cosmic connections at a young age and have, with their very different personalities, um, caused each other to grow up and become stronger as people. And now their cosmic connections are so powerful that they change the um, the fabric of space itself so that um, so that they will always keep each other from dying. So... Does Grizz have a cosmic connection with Panda, who has a cosmic connection with Ice Bear, who has a cosmic connection with Grizz, or do they both have cosmic they, connections? They to all each have other? cosmic connections, but I think, I think the order in which they are stacked may dictate the order in which these cosmic connections work. Well, in this episode, Grizz saved uh, Panda, and Panda saved Ice right, Bear. But, right, but it was all... Um, no, no, no. Grizz actually didn't save, um, Grizz did not save Panda. He put Panda in more danger, but because Panda was put in more danger... To save Ice Bear. So he and Panda have an opposite no, 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 no. soul connection where they're constant, their souls are constantly trying to kill each no, other. No, 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 no. <laughs> Because <Grizz, none> th- <laughs> <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> Panda, Panda and Grizz have secretly always been trying to kill each other the entire show, but neither of them know it. No, they don't know it. No, though, they don't the know thing. it. They're not trying to kill each other, but their energy's super fucking no, 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 no. Just, Like, every night, their souls just look at each other like, I don't like Here's it. what happened. Here's what happened. Grizz, Grizz's <laughs> connection technically did save Ice Bear, but it could not affect Ice Bear directly. It had to affect Panda first by putting Panda into a position where he would then save Ice Bear. So Panda's soul is just the soul for Grizz's puppet soul. No, to do no, with what he wishes. I, I don't think so. I, I think Panda's soul could have saved. Basically, Grizz's soul is a douchebag. <laughs> Panda's soul could have saved um, Ice Bears, but um, but Grizz's was just the one that ended up doing it this time. Because he, because he was in, because he was in the cosmic position where it would have been easier. I'm gonna start blaming my soul for shit now. <laughs> Damn it, soul! Why didn't you wake me up in time for my class? Fucking hell, Gavin! Soul. Our cosmic connection caused me to procrastinate on this assignment. Fuck you, Nick! I wonder if my. Why didn't you do my damn laundry, you idiot? I I wonder if my professor will take that as... Gavin, I was over in Cincinnati. Not you, I mean your soul, you dumbass. <laughs> Why didn't your soul remind me to do this? Why didn't your soul do my soul laundry? Stop <laughs> Stop affecting me through the ether realm. I need to pass this test today. <laughs> oh, man. But no. Ow! Nick! <laughs> God I damn it! I just got soul punched. Gavin, I spent all, I gambled all of my money in Las Vegas. Why did your soul make me do that? Because <laughs> I think you're a nerd. No, 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 Nick. I, my soul made your soul do that because, because, because you lost all of that money, Laura was saved from cancer. <laughs> Laura did not contract what cancer if- because. What if our souls don't hate each other, but they get in a giant prank war because, like, they're friends, but also dicks about it? Oh, man. Hey, so far, my soul's the only one reaping the benefits, so I'm fine with this arrangement. <laughs> my, soul, my soul props up a fucking bucket of water on the soul door so that when your soul walks through, it gets all fucking soul wet. 
also when you have when you have the thought in your mind as we all do from time to time that like wow I feel like I should have a bucket of water on my head but I don't that's what happened there I am going to try and cosmically <laughs> psychically sabotage you for the next week like whenever I feel a doubt I'm just going to picture like you having it worse and then I'm going to smile jeez Welcome to Storyboard. Not because episode. your life sucks, but because I made it that way. Welcome to Storyboard episode this, where we learn about our soul superpowers that totally <laughs> exist. Our co- <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's a superpower for pa- for Panda. He almost died. Whenever, whenever you're having a rough time, just like, just like cosmically, psychically. Give me a joy con- a joy buzzer handshake. <laughs> Give me a joy con in place of one two switch. With Whenever you- <laughs> cosmically psychically kick my ass. Cosmically psychically cause me to draw blood on the gorilla game in one two switch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remember when when we were playing the gorilla game and then I cut open my hand on the ceiling. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Remember that time that I was playing the gorilla game and I pounded my chest so hard that my heart was punctured by a by a rib? <laughs> uh, that's still the best we've game. Talked, we've yeah, the game we've never played since. And we've hardly <laughs> talked about this episode. We've just been talking about soul connections for twenty minutes. Cause Siri got oh, it shit, in one. No, this was a very fun... I guess so. I actually don't know what else to say. I want to talk about all the animals that were in Charlie's car, because... Friends? Oh, my God. And a little bunny, and he did fuck everything up, but he's so cute. Those were the cutest goddamn danger noodles I've ever seen in my life. Party, guys. But, like, they were all... They were... They were all sapient, though. Like they were, yeah. like like they all possessed the same level of human intelligence that the bears did. I think not, the fun well, is well, not intelligence. Like in I would universe. say because they all not exactly the same level of intelligence, but like they they show thought. They have like thoughts and emotions and shit, but they don't rise up against the people because they're like I don't know, we're animals, I guess. I mean, they this, know their place. The this, bears are just filled with hubris. This is what we do. We we live in the fucking woods. If I woods, can get you know? a stray cheesy puff every once in a while, I'm good, man. Now what what is Charlie though? He he's a he, bigfoot. He, he is Sasquatch. Is that an animal? No, he's he's just he's a Sasquatch. But does Sasquatch count as an animal or some sort of human variant? I would say he's somewhere human. Somewhere he is the same level of All right. of animal that the bears are. Basically, yeah. He is exactly... Oh, Charlie's so... It pains me deep down that we didn't get a good Charlie episode, but, like... He's such an... Like, he's such a... I don't don't know if I would say he's a fun character. He just doesn't fucking get it, but he's a good guy deep down. (sighs) The thing that really pains me about this is that we didn't get... And this is more moving into final thoughts instead of this episode, but we didn't get... What I feel like is one of the most common episodes in this show, which is basically just the bears run into some aspect of modern culture, and they and they just, and they just screw around with it. Um, and I feel like Charlie's a very modern character because he's that because he's that one friend you got who's like trying really hard but just doesn't really get it. I feel like, but he but he's good natured, but he's just kind of steps on your toes and he's kind of annoying and. 
I don't know. Speaking of Charlie, I there was one thing he said that was like the most intensely relatable thing from my <laughs> life experience specifically. What did he say? <laughs> he's hanging out with Panda in his car house, and his snake friend comes in, and he's like, "My two friend groups finally coming together." <laughs> <laughs> which is my entire life my entire life is spent putting my friends in contact with my other friends so they can have more friends yeah you do alright with it I'm glad I do that's how this podcast did yeah man yeah it is isn't it <laughs> thank you to Lunar Light Studio for, <laughs> for having us on the network <laughs> Patreon Patreon money us Listen. Charlie's a lot of fun I mean, but I, like, like there was one episode in season one I remember where the bears like, they went to a grocery store and they saw a whole bunch of people with like, like canvas tote bags, and oh my god, I love that. Episode. And within a week, they had com- they had devolved into a tote bag cult. They were just like, <laughs> like, like their entire cave was full to the brim with tote bags, and they were, and like someone came in and they're like, ah, hello, brother. <laughs> Laura, have you seen that one? Tote life! Okay. I, I like... I the like, bears devolve into a lot of cults, don't they? <laughs> I like the one where they find the jean jacket that is... Oh, I remember that one. Something. It's a good one. And it devolves into them fighting over its powers and, like, basically worshipping the thing. This is a... This is a very fun show. A show with... With a deep magic system that they never talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the freaking jacket and the cosmic links... Well, cosmic lakes are just true. Yeah, the jacket is like well, that's just a part of everyday life. The jacket is just another subset of, of cosmic lakes. Lampwick's powers, which is which is why yeah no no this all no, it is not connected to no no Lampwick is like the Doctor Strange of this universe where he knows about it all and he like defends it all and he like creates some of it. I have I have to imagine that the jacket was something that Lampwick created that he tried to get rid of because it was too powerful. I like to think that the that Shadow the Deer was Lampwick's animal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys is freaking familiar. <laughs> oh god. Go on, Shadow. Um, make our own lore around here. Chloe and Ice Bear were hanging out. They were uh rollerblading or roller skating, I think. But um Chloe and Ice Bear just, like, super hit it off. They do, actually. Like, I feel like... In a lot of the episodes, like, yeah, all the bears hang out with Chloe a lot, but a lot of times it's just Chloe and Ice Bear. I feel like, yeah, Chloe... It's pretty fucking neat. Like, it's it's great. It's so adorable. I love Chloe so much. Have I made that clear? I love her so much. No. I love her so much. Prove it. She looks... She looks like me when I was a little baby. They found... Aww. They found the... They found the most adorable voice... They paired it with the most adorable design, and then they just they just let it go. They let it go. <laughs> they put Louis Zong yeah. in, in in charge of her like Louis something. Zong, we didn't talk. We love that boy. We didn't talk about Louis. Um, I'm a very big fan of his animation and especially his music. I love that guy's Aww. love that guy's music. Um, but I, but I remember specifically, like, we saw one that was definitely storyboarded by him that we checked. And within, like, five seconds, somebody was wearing a t-shirt. And I'm like, Louie drew that. It was, like, a, it was like a slightly simplified version of Chloe's face. But you could tell that it was his art on it. Eh. Oh, I 
love him so much. He's so talented. Hey, are we going in the final thoughts we territory? Are. I feel like that's where everybody wants to Yeah, we to are be. in final Louis thoughts. Unless you want to say something else about um, uh, Hurricane Hal. Uh, well, my phone died, so all my notes are okay, gone, well, so I think I'm well, good. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll address two things that were probably on your notes. One of which was the bit where Ice Bear, like, like took Chloe out of her roller skates, put him on his, put him on his front legs, and started zooming down the, the tracks, just ridiculous style. Like, we're not dying today. <laughs> but, like, like, this was, like... He had obviously never done this before, but it took him two seconds to figure out what is the fastest way to go down train tracks and roller skates. And I feel like that is just the kind of strategic, um, resourceful mind that Ice Bear has, and I'm very proud of him for it. Um, the other bit was... My plan was to build up speed, right? And then turn and face the train and have, with the skates on your wheels, you put your hands on the train and match the speed of the train with your skates going down the track. That sounds like That a also movie. would have had you live sort reverse of. Reverse sketch? You reverse sketch <laughs> you it? You live for about, like, two more seconds with that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, reverse sketch. Um, you might have died when the thing stopped and maybe you would crash into something, but that's a later problem. <laughs> that's a problem for you in the future. You got this. When Chloe fell yeah. out in front of that train, my heart dropped Ugh. and sank and broke and my blood went cold and I died and then I revived myself because I had to see this through, but my gal was in trouble and goddamn, they, but like, this I is, was so worried. This is normally such a low-stakes show but then all of a sudden they had this episode where they looked like they were they were about to kill somebody. Like obviously you think like they're not This is such a low stakes show, but they put people's lives in danger on a like semi regular well, more than you would think. They don't do it that normally. They did it they did it when um when the baby bears were falling in quicksand, but Nick, of the five episodes that we watched People's lives were almost ended in about three of them. I don't think this... I don't think Shadow the Deer was going to kill anybody. I'd be more worried... Taves? No, although, the deer Shadow the deer, from the tree. Shadow the Deer almost killed Taves. That one deer almost died from the tree. The bears almost died from drowning and tidal wave and deserted islandness and quicksand. And also, Chloe almost died by getting hit by a train and so did Ice and Bear. Also, they and, almost fell off a building in the first one, too. And also... And also, Professor Lampwick was probably going to eat their souls at some point, so... He probably would have. Well, he's gonna anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not that's not an if... That's not a will he, it's a win. Yeah, but I just really like the scene <laughs> where, like, they had everything in slow-mo in that episode, and then they had the lightning flash, and then everything all of a sudden um, happened at once. What? When did I start watching anime? What the... What? <laughs> Shit just got intense there. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's all there is to say about Hurricane Hal. Okay, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Laura, what you got? We Bear Bears is very charming. It's a very easy watch. It is. Well, until you get into the fucking soul connections and stuff, but you don't, <laughs> that's, that's extra credit. You don't have to. That's only if you really want to. Yes. It's very charming. It's very cute. Gavin's shaking his hand at something. I'm not sure what's going on here. I'm soul fucking with Nick. 
I had to <laughs> shift in my chair. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you done? No. All right, go for it then. It's very cute. Immediately from the, uh, you already know what the vibe of the show is going to be as soon as you hear the theme song, which is fun, upbeat, adorable, and you know you're going to have a good time. These cute bears. It's very nice. It's a very nice show to just chill out to, and I enjoyed it a lot. I'm screwing with Gavin's soul, too. I'm scratching his ears. Oh, God. Oh, they're under my headphones. I can't reach them, you dick. Uh, yeah, no, I... Hell, fuck you, stop! <laughs> I really, like, I really... I can't tell if he's placeboing you right now or if you are fucking with all of us. I really like, um, I really... Li- God, fuck. <laughs> I really like this show. Oh, God, it's real. But the one the one thing that gets me about this show, for some reason, is I can... Is I, I always say, like, man, that's a really good show. I need to watch more of it. And I never get around to it. I feel like it's just because this show is so chill and laid back that it's just like, I never feel any urgency to watch it. Also, you have so little time to watch anything. That is true, but you know what? I think I should I should spend what some some of the little time I have to watch We Bear Bears because it is so chill, and I need to relax every once oh, in a yeah. while. I think that'd be a good idea. I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be great. But yeah, it's, it's just a really, uh, it's a really good show. Um, I, I think it's... I've said it to a bunch of people, but I feel like it's a very modern show. I feel like a lot of the characters are, like, they feel like, they feel like something new, and they feel like something that's related to uh, more modern life. Um, I feel like with a lot of shows, you'll see them very derived from, like, older shows, and, like, you get, like, Stranger Things, and it's like, oh, this is a very 80s show. Or you get, um, uh... What's another one? You get something like SpongeBob. It feels very 90s to early 2000s. We Bear Bears feels very, very modern. It feels very, um, very 2018, um, for lack of a better term, or 2019. Um, but it just, it just, it feels relatable to me, and I like that. I like that a lot. So good job, We Bear Bears. All right. I have a lot to say. Uh, Hit it off. We already covered like some of that meme culture and how it actually manages to get that right. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a meme that doesn't quite die, and you also like like something that's just a classic and lasts forever, and or something that like has already died but has been dead for a while, and then you can bring it up, but like not put too much stake into it. And call they just do it right. They know what's up. Um. One of the things that really catches my eye about We Bear Bears is that a long time ago, Nickelodeon developed this new strategy of making shows. Someone got the bright idea, what if we make our shows so strenuously, terribly disgusting to look at and horrible to listen to that it is literally the biggest gross-out factor ever, and it's just the worst goddamn thing, period. To be fair, no network is not guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Up from all of them. Sorry, but Nickelodeon really took it to new heights. Can't fully on that. Sanjay and Craig comes to mind. Yeah. Um, 
pick goat banana cricket also comes to mind. Was that Nickelodeon? I've... Basically, uh, Sanjay and Craig comes to mind where they just have this horrible, horrible gross out factor. And that's what Nickelodeon thought would reel in the fucking views. So while Nickelodeon was making their shit, um, Cartoon Network was like, hey, instead of making stuff that looks bad, how about we make stuff that looks good? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, and I'm not just saying, yeah, dipshit, good animation fucking makes the, I know, I know, but hear me out. Everything, everything in We Bear Bears is exquisite. The main characters look good, and then you look over at the background characters, and, like, the quality doesn't drop. Like, the background characters all look amazing, and then the bears go and talk to just some rando on the street, and they have a really nice, pleasant voice, and their voice acted really well. And they're drawn, like, different and creatively and... and it it just looks very very nice it's very pleasing to the ear and to the eyes and to the tongue mm. the show is just it's very very nice Even, to watch and to look at it is the polar opposite of sanjay and craig oh, and that's shit. why i love it so much i think i think that's actually one of the reasons i was so distrustful of dave and clara um because everybody in this show looks like like they look like a nice person, except for Professor Lampwick. You could kind of argue. Um, Even Professor Lampwick w- looks really good. He's a he's giant nice douche, but he looks very, very good. His design is very refined, and like I can look at it without barfing. It is nice. Um, Dave and, and Clara look like that because they've been stuck well, no, on the like, island, Nick. And also Clara even still looks no, no, very, no, no, no. very. Good. I feel like both of them look like they could either be. They could both be good people, just whether they're drawn. Because um, just, like, the way they're drawn is very, like, it's still pleasing to look at, even if they're kind of gross and dirty. Um, but I couldn't tell which one was going to be, like, if one of them or both of them were going to be, were going to turn out to be really crappy people, just because this show always has all of its characters look kind of nice. And, like, yeah, once Dave turned out to be a huge jerk, you can see it in his design but you don't know it until after that because he's still just drawn very well. Even, sorry. Go ahead. Even Charlie, who's like implied to be kind of the dingy guy because he's the Sasquatch and lives in a car, he's adorable. People and things. Yeah. Oh my God, the animals are cute <laughs> as shit. <sighs> like every everything just looks super good in this show. And uh, like... It's it's very nice. It it's not intense except when they actually apparently kill people all the time, but like it's a very easy show to just sit down and watch and it's a very good time show. So I like it. And I think it does what it does very well and very high quality. And they also put a lot of effort into it. That's a that's very very apparent and that's one of the things I respect the most. I concur. I concur wholeheartedly. We on ratings? Yeah, I guess we're on ratings. Um, I'm going to give the show solid 7.8, maybe 7.8 to 7.9 range. Anywhere in there. It's up to you. Whatever. Choose your own adventure on this one. Uh, that's just... It feels good. That's where I want to put it. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm feeling today. That's where I'm at. 
Nick, it's your turn. I'm going to give this one a uh, a strong 8.6. Damn. I just think it's very high quality, and there's not a whole lot that I can... Higher than She-Ra, huh? Yeah. Well, oh. Well, dang. Yeah. Fine. No, don't No, because I don't like it better than She-Ra. Well, maybe a... Here's the thing. Um... Again, our ratings vary wildly day to day. We are not and precise. You know you, um, Nick, you know you gave the new Shira an eight out of ten, yeah. right? I don't know what you were going for right there. Eight point five for the uh, for the Shira, and this one's an eight. <laughs> I'm redacting it, you jerks. <laughs> Redacted. Listeners, we have. But wait, you want to give Wee Bear Bears a, a 8.5? I don't. Yep. Yeah, but She-Ra isn't 9 for me. 9 and above is be- 9 and above is Samurai Jack territory. And I'm sorry, Alora, but you ain't but, but, but you ain't got got nothing on Jack for me. Who the hell what what the hell are you bring in Alora into this for? Because I said Jack because he's the protagonist of that television that program. That was Ultron. Yeah, you said you you done said Voltron, dog. Fine, I'll change the L to a D. You colossal dong. Adura. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Nick. All right, Laura. Who the hell's Adura? You, you squidge slipper. I'm gonna change All right, the U Laura. to an O. Adora. That's what it is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Adora ain't got Jack on Jack. I really like Adora. I do. I like her a lot. I think she does. I do, but I like Jack better. Okay. Because he could canonically kill anyone. Anyone. <laughs> all right. Let's finalize all of our ratings. God, no. Nick, you're giving us eight. Uh, We're going to finalize our ratings by, by throwing all the main characters of all of the shows into a battle royale arena and having them all fight to the <laughs> death. Storyboard Battle Royale. Tetris did it, we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Storyboard 99. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. So, 8.5 for She-Ra, 8 for We Bear Bears. I was also very confused as to why you gave the old and the new Shira the same rating. Because <laughs> again, because I enjoyed that. both of them, at least for what I saw of the old Shira and and what we watched for the for the new Shira, I enjoyed both of them on the same levels, but to com- but in completely different ways. They spoke. I would say the same. They level. spoke to me on. They said the same thing, but in different languages. All <laughs> they right. were both beautiful okay. in their own way. Okay. Laura, what's your rating? Ice Bear likes this. You know what else Ice Bear likes? The wonderful people who help make our podcast happen! Whoa! You mean like us? Yeah, and the other people who helped. Like, you know, like Ryan and Anna and Sammy? You know, like Sam? Uh Cool! Like like Sammy and... who, Who else did you say? Oh, yeah. Like Sammy and Anna... Like Ryan and Anna and Sammy. Like Sammy and Anna and... Ryan. <laughs> and bong bong Ryan. Ryan. 
Thank you to my cousins Anna for doing the artwork and Sammy for doing the lettering on our lovely cover image that we love so much. Please check the podcast description for their social medias where they do good arts. That's plural. Because they each do their own arts. They do. Individually. Yeah. Um, listeners, I, I've gotten a letter, uh, in the mail. Oh? Yeah. And it says, uh, I opened it up and it said, Ryan, and in, uh, parentheses, Chongo, has won the Grammys. What? Yeah, he won the Grammys. Um, I know, I know the Grammys usually have, like, categories in them, right? Yeah. Yeah, like for I, best, I, I don't like for best rap music what? and for best popular music and maybe like something for rock. I don't know. Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that out. I'm just. They usually have like. Mad. <laughs> the Grammys. Yeah, I'm really mad at the Grammys. <laughs> Why are you mad? <sighs> okay. I watched the Grammys for one reason. I watched as much of the Grammys as I possibly yeah. could for one reason, and it is because my favorite band, Greta Van Fleet. The best band, uh-huh. band, they got nominated for a Grammy. They got nominated for best rock album for for uh-huh. From the Fires, which is my favorite album of theirs. I was so excited because yeah. I love that album. I love that band, and I love a lot of the songs in it. And they won. But Ooh. I didn't find that out till the next day because they decided that they were going to cut best rock album off of the telecast. And just do it, do it. That's doing it during a, a commercial break. Now, I have to imagine that Greta Van Fleet knew this because they did not show up to pick up their Oscar. And you know what? Good on them for it. Cause, cause, screw the Grammys, right? I hate it. So angry. Except now, cause our buddy won them. Except now, because for the 2019 Grammys, um, our buddy Ryan won won it, and. Going back to what I said before, they they usually have like like uh categories, right? It doesn't say for what category. It just it just says that Ryan won the Grammys, and this is the only letter that I've received. So the only, I mean, the only conclusion I can draw is that Ryan has won the whole damn Grammys. Wow, that's cool that we got the notification. The whole Ryan. fucking shebang. The- Shit, dude. Well, Good as job, you know, buddy. as you know, we are the the Grammy nominating committee. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. That's why Greta that. got in. Be after us. Yeah, we control that shit. So, uh, Ryan Chongo, congratulations! I, I mean, he he's basically the biggest motherfucker alive. I think. <laughs> I mean, is that safe to say he just won the entire goddamn? Grammys. I guess so. This Fuck. is listen. This guy's a big deal, and you should go check out his fucking music because everybody's jumped on this ball already, right? So, like, just give it a whirl. If you're one of those guys who's like, mm, I like things that nobody knows about, man, get over yourself and go listen to freaking Ryan's album, all right? If, like, that that song, that little tune at the beginning that you listened to, that was Bacon Hat, and it was a goddamn gem, and he lets us use that because he's awesome and nice. It's off of his album Hat Shop. He has all sorts of hat-themed songs on there. The cover art is adorable. I've said this before, and I love it. And he has a band with Penny Parker called Go Child. You can check it out in the description of literally any episode. 
that we got. Thank you. Finally, thank you to Lunar Light Studio for having us on the network. Check out the other shows on the network, such as what you call it, a conversational podcast between two good buddies and Artificial Ghost Radio, a podcast about music and the music industry, which I can only assume is going to be only about Ryan Chongo Shalongo going forward. Um, <laughs> I guess so. I mean, they, I mean, he won the Grammys. He really is the music industry now. That's totally a thing that did happen in Gavin didn't It was so... Ryan is the music. It was so... And Ryan when Ryan dies, so too does the music. It was music. so crazy when all of the performances... We're all uh we're all covers of more popular artists were doing we're doing uh, Chonga songs. Um hearing Lady Gaga's rendition of Bacon of Bacon Hat was really moving for me. Um But that is but that will be it for us. When we watch more Wee Bear Bears. I am going to watch more Wee Bear Bears. Um after I apologize for the implication that Ryan is capable of death, yes, I will watch <laughs> more we- Weaver Bears. I'm sorry, Lord Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I watch more because I gotta calm down from Gavin's bullshit. God. <laughs> I'm gonna watch more because so I need something to comfort me boys. while I while I program not, Elon Musk to try and kill me. <laughs> hey Gav. Yeah. Hey Gav. Nice. You're good. You're good. Yes, it's hilarious. I don't need well, it either. Well, Nick, pull up your uh, thank you for guys. Have a nice time. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hold on. Close the door. Unlock the door. Close it. You got it. There you go.